0: Welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I am your host Harrison Fagan, joined by my, you know, my cl- my close friend and my co-host Jacob Rude for a very special, I don't know, I hesitate to use the word special, I guess, but an emergency episode of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Jacob, Originally, we were planning to talk about Lakers versus Nuggets. We were going to do a post game podcast. We were both setting our Valentine's Day plans aside to do this. And then it ended up being for much more important reasons than we initially thought, as Anthony Davis left tonight's lakers versus nuggets game after re-aggravating his achilles there are not a whole lot of details right now other than Woj reporting that there is swelling and ad obviously not returning for the second half the lakers say that he's going to get an mri on monday but jacob i, I mean we're just going to let it fly so i apologize to the listeners for this pod being a bit disorganized tonight but just like what what is going through your mind right now and just like like how are you processing all of this
1: Largely speaking, when he like initially tweaked it, I was fine because it seemed it didn't seem like it was anything more than a tweak. And then it was like when he was walking off the court after they had to foul to stop the game that I was like, oh, this looks this does not look good. Um which I mean I kind of mentioned this last week, just the Achilles in general, and that word is like a trigger word for Lakers fans. So I can understand, like, literally immediately as it happened, I had a friend of mine text me just kind of freaking out. um, Because it doesn't, it didn't look great.
0: Uh, No, I mean, when he was, when, you know, it's bad when the local broadcast is saying, oh, wow, he's really grimacing in pain because normally like, not that, I mean, Billy Mack and Stewart are great, but like normally a local broadcast is not going to like psychoanalyze stuff. They're going to be like very, like we're going to stick to what the team says, what we officially know, stuff like that. Like they have to be very careful as a team and league partner. So when they were pointing it out and the cameras cut to AD's face, that was when I was like, oh no, like this is not, if they are really highlighting this, like that means that whatever all the different feeds that they have are like th- this. Did not look good, and something is setting off alarm bells. And then when they he immediately motioned and asked them to take a foul so that he could get off the court and didn't even try to move on it. And then the way he walked off the court, like yeah, yeah, it was it, all of it together. But especially like my uh, my red alert alarm started going off a second that they were highlighting it and talking about it on the broadcast.
1: Well, yeah, I mean honestly, when he kind of started walking off the court. um, is when it, the the red alert went off because when you like, – just the way he was walking, like it just didn't look good. Um, I mean, we're literally recording this right after the game. So, I mean, it just came across the timeline that Frank Vogel said AD was in good spirits at halftime. Um, Vogel called it a tweak and is confident the Lakers will stay on track if AD misses time. Um Seems like they're for now at least optimistic. Um, Bill Orm just said that they'll undergo an MRI in Minneapolis tomorrow rather than flying him home to LA, which again seems like another good sign. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, that. Th- these are all reasons for cautious, cautious, cautious optimism. And again, like we're recording this right after it happens. So things can change, th- things may change as this podcast goes on and they may change right after it, but we're just trying to give you all like the best information we can. And like, like, yeah, like this is obviously distressing, but yeah, it's not, I don't want this to come off as like an all hope is lost, but I do think that like just the fact that he left the game and the way that it looked, you know, as much cautious optimism as we want to throw out. And, you know, I should add the obvious caveat that you, neither you or I are doctors. So we're not fully qualified to talk about this. We just watch sports and blog about them for a living. But
1: I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last
0: night. Well, then, I mean, you're more qualified than me in that (laughs) case. But (laughs) like, I I just think that, given that he was saying he missed two games with this already. So it was serious enough that they got him to sit for two games. And he said he was experiencing soreness in it after the last game. And, you know, they cleared him to play anyway, and he came back and had to leave a game. To me, generally, when stuff like that happens, that's usually, I think, like the push and pull between the player wanting to play because every player wants to play. And the medical staff and the front office and whatever saying, hey, maybe let's be careful. And again, we don't know all of the internal dynamics of this and who was arguing for what. I, would, I cannot imagine that as important as AD is, the Lakers pushed him in any way to yeah. play on a sore Achilles. And given that he said that he wanted to play, I believe him. He did seem like he genuinely felt like he was not going to make it worse based on what he was being told. But now that he had to leave another game, it's hard for me to believe that we will be seeing him back like within the week, if not longer than that, just because, you know, I know that every, all these injuries are different. And, you know, sometimes they say that with certain Achilles injuries, like with this tendinosis that he has, you want to keep it loose. I feel like playing in NBA games is not the only way to keep it loose. And from overly stiffening up and all of these things, like I, I think that him resting, you know, it just feels like it's something that they're going to have to do. I will be, you know, I, like, great if they don't, but I will be shocked if he does not sit for at least a few games now.
1: Yeah, I was looking to see how many games were left between now and the end of the first half of the regular season. I doubt he sits that many. That is ten games, uh, nine games. Um, he wouldn't sit that long. That's about three weeks. But, I mean, I that's kind of gives a sense of how long – I think he may sit like I think this there's absolutely no need for him to be playing right now Um, and hopefully it's fine but also hopefully this kind of I guess in a way kind of scares the Lakers into sitting him um, and waiting until he gets it right because like like you said there's always kind of that push and pull with players wanting to be on the court. I mean, I think a lot of this is, um, I don't know, magnified, I guess, by the Durant injury in the finals and kind of that dynamic of him wanting to be back and whatever happened there and how that almost immediately became a much worse
0: injury. Well, that Uh, situation, I think, was magnified even further because of the unique situation going on around the team at that time. And potentially he was leaving in free agency and you had local beat writers like Tim Kawakami questioning his toughness and whether or not he what he should and basically like saying that he needed to get back out on the floor and not like and give his all for his team and you know like there was there were it was implied at the very least that the Warriors tried to get him back out there although they have since said that you know that was his decision he has defended the medical staff there and all of that but there was a perception at the time earlier on that that was what was going on and i think like there seems to be this perception on Lakers Twitter, or at least in my mentions, that the Lakers are, like, pushing AD to play on this in some way, or that Frank Vogel, by saying he was going to play tonight, was, like, pushing him to play. And, like, I, I just have news for anyone that still thinks that we are in 2021 and coaches still get to play it, tell their are uh, you know, their bosses, AKA the star players, what to do, you know, like obviously they, Frank Vogel is the coach, like their instructions that he gets to give Anthony Davis and LeBron James and you know, what have you like Frank Vogel cannot tell Anthony Davis to go play. If Anthony Davis does not want to go play, that's just not how this works in 2021 in the NBA, especially not with the Lakers and with how they treat stars. Like I think that he was given latitude to play it, you know, would be my guess. But like, I cannot possibly imagine that there's any world where the Lakers are pushing him to play, especially not like you said, you know, there's 10 games left till the All-Star break. The Lakers are the second best record in the league, I believe, still, even after tonight, although they may have slightly dropped, I'm not 100% sure. But going into the night, they were the second best record in the league. They were only behind the Jazz for first, for first place in the Western Conference, so they were in second. And like, these games just don't matter. Like... I I don't think that there's going to be home court advantage in the playoffs, you know, regard like it just doesn't seem like either whether they go to a bubble or whether there are like limited fans and attendance, I can't think that that's going to be a meaningful factor. And, you know, I would love to be proved wrong if the vaccine rollout goes great and it's safe to bring people back to arenas, but I just don't foresee that. And even if, that is an issue. Look at the Lakers' biggest competitors in the West and tell me that you're worried about them winning a road game against them with Anthony Davis healthy. And, like, if he's not healthy, then none of this matters anyway. And so I, I think that, obviously, you know, the medical staff gets leeway to handle this as they best see fit. If they think that he can come back in two, three, four, five games, however many it is, and not re it, then, you know, I see to their expertise. I do not have a medical degree. But... There are no logical factors pushing them right now from the outside, like beyond the medical stuff, pushing them to get him to play. And so that's what makes me think that, you know, whatever is best is how they're going to handle it. Even him at this point, because at this point, now you've had to lead a second game. And I think that can be, like you said, a wake up call.
1: Yeah, that's a better way to put it, a wake up call. Um, as you were talking, Anthony Davis is talking to the media right now. Um he I mean he said he today was the first day. He felt completely fine with his Achilles. Um but kind of to your point, And he now said, he's
0: now he's saying that he is looking into upping his treatment from three times a day to five if it means he can come back. Okay. So you know, maybe not a wake-up call then. Uh <laughs> like we thought. You know, look, I respect him wanting to go out there and play, but I do hope that the Lakers will sit him down. And, you know, I mean, maybe this isn't the type of thing where if he comes back or if he gets a lot of treatment, maybe you just can't make it worse through playing. But it's just hard for me to believe that, given that, you know, whether this is like, you know, some part of the Achilles that's above it, like he said, that is something connected to it on top, like he said, and not the actual Achilles. And that's why he's not afraid. Like, all these things are together. And as we've learned You know, I don't have to be a doctor to know that the kinetic chain is a thing. And if you are over favoring one limb, that can lead you to overcompensate and create problems in another area. And like, I just really hope that the Lakers will sit him down and figure out the most cautious, best way to go about this because these games just don't matter. I'm sorry to keep repeating that point, but they just don't. As long as the Lakers make the playoffs, they just need LeBron and AD healthy. And then like I'm confident that there's not an environment that they can't go into and win.
1: Yeah, I mean, Christian and I have made that point. I feel like I make that point almost on a weekly basis that I really don't care about the results of basically any of these games, except probably the Celtics game that they won. Um, just a couple more things from AD. I mean, just further to your point, he said it's frustrating he can't go out there and play. Um, So it's not, like you said, an issue where the coach is telling him to play and we're long, long past those days anyway. um, He said the initial exams didn't reveal anything that would cause him real concern. Um, They said the MRI tomorrow is just try to, uh, quote, just try and figure out the best steps after that. So it seems more like almost a precaution, uh, maybe not a precaution with the MRI, but it's less – they think something's bad and more just kind of let's figure out again what's going on and go from there. So, um, I mean, I'm in general an optimist, uh, but having seen these quotes and whatnot, I am feeling more optimistic because, yeah, I was
0: admittedly not feeling great watching him walk off the court because I mean I think both of us were feeling pretty down just from talking to you before we started this podcast like I don't don't think either of us were fully in good spirit just the fact that he's even saying like talking about being able to get five times treatment a day and go back out there means that it's not that severe like I obviously I hope they don't do that but just the fact that it is realistically like within the realm of his mind as being a possibility is I think a good sign.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the fact that even basically on that note that he that you could feasibly get treatment five times a day and possibly get on the court is probably a good sign. Um, not again something I would recommend, but at least it it makes it seem like he could get out there. But yeah, I mean, hopefully I it, this just I just hope he doesn't rush back because the Lakers do have some higher profile games. I mean, they have a It is the Lakers, but they have a string of seven straight games on national TV uh, coming up. The Nets game, obviously, the The Heat The Timberwolves
0: game game is on national TV? After that one, I should say. Okay, I was going to say, why? (laughs) No, after after that
1: one, you have the Nets, the Heat, Washington's on NBA TV, so I don't know if that technically counts, but then Utah, Portland, Golden State, Phoenix. I mean, that's a string of pretty high-profile game. So I hope he doesn't kind of rush to get back out there to try to win some of these games or play in some of these games. It's just kind of a double-edged sword because, I mean, you like having guys who have that kind of mindset uh, in general, but you don't want them to do it right now, basically. Like, the fact that AD having that mindset is what allowed him to play in the finals when, I mean, after the fact we learned he was going, he was in quite a bit of pain. Yes. So, so you like having it then, but it's just, you don't really want him to have that in the middle of February.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, so I I think honestly, like we've kind of covered every angle of this that we're probably going to be able to tonight, at least from like the Anthony Davis perspective, but I want to take a quick break. And then I want to talk about just, from the team perspective moving forward, kind of what all of this means and like what we'll be looking for from everyone. All right. So I think I think both of us are probably assuming that AD is going to miss some time. I think we're on the same page about that. Or at least I think both of us are like hoping that he will miss some time. Not that hoping that he's injured or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but hoping that they will be very cautious with him. I, I think that there are a couple things and a couple angles to this though you know, coming out of it. And number one is, I really hope that this does not lead to the Lakers or LeBron becoming overtaxed, because we saw, you know, the last two games before AD sat out, or the before AD came back, and the two that he missed, I guess would have been a better way to phrase that. And the, uh like, the one game before that where the Lakers went to overtime, you know, they were leaning on LeBron a lot in that first double overtime game. And then in the two overtime games that they had without Anthony Davis in the lineup, like LeBron was starting to climb up towards top of the league in minutes. And look again, like I'm going to always see to these guys on knowing what their body can go through. And LeBron is not dealing with the same types of injuries as AD is where he, he, like he's had this ankle sprain every single game since the first one, but it's clearly not that bad if he is, I mean, just look at him. And so like, (laughs) you know, I I think I'm less concerned about that, but I am concerned from the perspective of, okay, like let's say AD misses five games. Let's say he misses 10 games leading into the All-Star break. They just go super cautious plan. They probably won't do that, like you said, but let's say he misses the next 10 going into the All-Star break. Like the Lakers need to make sure that, there is synergy between Frank Vogel, between LeBron and between their training staff and the front office and everyone involved in these decisions that, Hey, like we need to probably put maybe not a hard cap on LeBron's minutes, but sort of a soft cap on how much we're really letting to let him go out there for a win against the Timberwolves on a Tuesday in February. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I I just, I, I don't, it's just not worth it. And he's, 36 years old, I know he appears to be the Terminator and may have just faked (laughs) that prior injury that he had that derailed his first season at this point. Like, I I know he didn't fake his injury, but it's just like, it almost seems like he just wanted to make us think he was human and then like hit the rest of the league with a -a rope-a-dope the next year. And so, you know, I just don't want them to overtax him, basically. I think that this is something that they need to be concerned about, given how high of usage AD was having. I think that it is an opportunity for them to throw some of these possessions to other guys like Schroeder or Trez. And we started to see that a little bit in the couple games that AD was out. But, I mean, they just need to be really careful with LeBron, I guess, is my long-winded point.
1: I mean, this is what a lot of the conversations were when they got uh, Schroeder and Trez. Yeah. um, Where that you wouldn't need to put so much on LeBron. Now, they have needed to put – well. I don't know, needed. They have put a lot on LeBron. Yeah, he's wanted it. Like, I don't even yeah. know if it's
0: a need thing. Like, he wants it. He yeah. wants to chase this MVP.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I I was going to say I don't really understand it, but I guess I hadn't really thought about that point. He does really want this MVP. Um, Coming into the night, the last seven games, he'd played 39 minutes per game. Um, I also laughed at the interview, he, or the post-game interview he had the other night, where he completely seriously said that he did not he does not get tired um <laughs> that was i think he was like sitting in his sunglasses just sitting there like saying i don't get tired i think that was a brief moment where he let his cyborg speak and not his uh human speak um but he
0: Well, is, Jacob, after that you got to remember he thought that the zoom was hung up and then yelled i'm sleepy as shit So, like, you know, we did get a brief moment of honesty, but it wasn't during the I don't get tired part.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, when, like, I don't remember if you I don't know if you remember the uh, old This is Sports Center commercials where they had one with Albert Pujols where his nickname used to be the machine. And he he kept telling people, I am not the machine. I am not the machine. And then, like, everybody walks out of the room, and then it's, like, the voice in his head just says, like, good job, machine.
0: Um, the disrespect to take Sasha Vujicic's nickname, like, I just don't even want to address it on this podcast because we're going to go all the way off the rails.
1: I didn't even think about that part. Um, but, yeah. I, I mean, LeBron is just, like, it's hard to, like, even put logic to him because he's defied it for so long at this point like logically you don't want your 36 is he no 37
0: no I mean, he's 36 I, he's 36 let's not give him an extra okay. year he's well, i mean, this I mean year, he, he put an extra he, two years on him like the, the way it's going but yeah he's, yeah he's 36 still
1: you don't want your 36 year old playing 30 minutes a night let alone almost 40 minutes a night the last uh stretch of games but i mean LeBron is not by any means an average 36 year old. Um, so, I mean, on one hand, I do agree that you don't want to physically tax him right now. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that it'll affect him. Like, yeah, I mean,
0: on some level, I'm on some level. I'm being a little pie in the sky. Like if LeBron wants to take on all of Anthony Davis's possessions or the majority of them, like he's going to just do it. And that's just what it is. Like, it's not going to be Frank that it just goes in there and is like, Hey LeBron, like maybe we should, you know, like maybe we should redistribute, you know, 10% of AD's usage to Dennis and give 10% shreds. And then, you know, give it 8% THT. And then that way you won't have to up your usage rate. And like LeBron, would probably laugh. And, you know, Frank Vogel would never do that. Uh, But like, I I mean, obviously, he's going to take on more if AD is out. I I just I guess my point is, I just hope that they'll be careful with the minutes aspect of it, I guess. And just like making sure that he's not needing to play 40 minutes a night or close to it or anything, you know, barring overtime, because that's not controllable. And then at that point, obviously, if you have went that far, you want to just win the game. I get it. Like I'm not gonna come, sit here and complain about LeBron's minutes in an overtime game. My thing would just be, you know, don't number one try to avoid overtime if you can, <laughs> and number two try and keep LeBron's minutes in the earlier parts of the game down as much as you as much as reasonably possible. While this is going on, you have other guys that are younger that can stretch their wings, and that kind of leads me to the next thing. Is like, you know, aside from LeBron, who do we want to see more of during this stretch? And uh, for me, it's Trez. Like, I really thought that he was starting to do pretty well and find a rhythm. And obviously, you want him to be able to fit in alongside AD, and he can't work on that right now. But I did think that he was really starting to get in rhythm offensively and was giving the Lakers a lot of juice by them throwing him out there and giving him a lot some extra usage in those games that AD was out and really letting him go to work. And I think that, honestly, we saw a little bit of – kind of the reversion from that tonight when he really didn't have a great game while AD was out there and kind of looked out of sorts. And again, this isn't saying they can't fit. Like this is not where I'm trying to go with this, but he was a guy that I thought was starting to be really effective for the team. And I would like to see more from him if AD is going to miss some time.
1: It'll be interesting to see. I do agree that, I mean, I've absolutely loved Trez this year, like at the risk of, Starting any war with Clippers, Twitter or anything. I still refuse to believe that he was the problem
0: with the Clippers last year. I think the usage of him was the problem. I don't think that he was the problem.
1: Yeah, and I I guess Doc was more the problem there. But it's just like he's so energetic, I guess is probably the best word. Um, It's a little cliche, but just the the energy, the nonstop motor he brings – Um, I mean, the argument was last year that, uh, he plays like
0: every single JV player that didn't, you know, make their high school team uh, swears that they would play if thrown in an NBA game. Like he actually goes out there and plays with that much energy. He play, he goes out there and plays with former high school varsity athlete in a pickup game energy. Like that's him.
1: Yeah. And, the argument is that in the playoffs everybody plays with that energy and maybe it's not as effective. But in the middle of February, these are the games you get him for. Especially
0: um, without Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah, precisely. So it'll be interesting, though, to see um, if they just move him into the starting lineup or if we get more starter coups. Um, I was looking up starter coups as – a his averages off the bench. And as a starter, it's hilarious. Uh, that man sees, is his it name still a
0: crazy disparity? Uh,
1: so he plays more minutes when he starts. Obviously he averages 14.3 points as a starter, 9.6 as a bench player plays about eight more minutes as a starter, but he shoots 49% from the field, 38% from three as a starter versus 42 and 35 off the bench.
0: Yeah, okay, Uh, so starter Kuz is real for now, is what we're learning. I mean, there's a real thing to being able to start the game, get in rhythm, know that you're not going to get yanked for, like, taking in rhythm shots or, bad, you know, quote-unquote bad shots that maybe... Like, I I think that he has... I, I mean, Sabrina and I just spent a whole last... I think it was actually the last pod that we had up on the feed praising Kuz. So people that listen to this show know that I love what Kuz has done this year. And I do think that, to your point given that when AD did not return for the second half before they officially released the update, but they just started the second half without him, like (laughs) Kuz did start in his place. And that does make me think that as much as Frank clearly wanted to give Keefe a boost by giving him the start in his first game back, the first game that AD missed, I do Mm -hmm. think that, you know, mostly they are going to go to Kuz if AD does miss time.
1: I mean, Keith is probably one of the other guys that's gonna see a minute increase, yes, uh, with a d out. Um, it's been interesting honestly, how little they've used him this year. Um, but I mean, we spent the whole preseason and the beginning of the season talking about how deep this team was, and eventually somebody was gonna to have to be the odd man out. Um, so it's in a in some ways it's kind of rotated through who the odd man out is. Uh, But it's been Keefe of late, so I would imagine he will step in and um, play a bigger role. He's only shooting 29% from three this year, though. Um, He struggled, but... I mean, just from a natural... He's not being
0: put in his... We we talked about this on the last pod too, but I I just don't think he's being put in his best role to succeed without... Because he's not playing alongside AD at the five, which is where we really saw him rampage during the playoffs. And and like, basically in no other minutes was he good. And the Lakers have barely played AD at the five. And so like, of course, Keefe hasn't looked like bubble Keefe, you know? He just hasn't been in the same lineups or situation or context. Well, the bad news is he's not going to be playing with AD at the final. Yeah, I mean, that is, is, you know, the other side of this, for sure.
1: Um, It'll be interesting to see, though. I mean, I could see a scenario where THT gets a chunk of the minutes, too. Like, there's just so many ways this roster can go. Like, when AD was out earlier in the season, THT got a big jump in minutes, and he played really well. It's wild, honestly. I know the whole preseason and regular season was all about THT. The fact that he's just a rotation player now, like it's not even like, should the Lakers play him or can he get minutes? And now it's just like, he's in the rotation.
0: Yeah, I remember, I I, I mean, our podcast sequence on THT that I remember was, Anthony and I did one in, the off season where Anthony basically laughed at the idea that THT was going to play. And then Anthony and I did a whole one arguing about whether or not the Lakers could find him minutes and how tough it would be. And again, he argued that, you know, when it's the regular season, he's not going to play. And then now it's just like, yeah, you know, he's in the rotation. Like he's a, he's a rotation player. So the point is, is that I'm usually right when I'm arguing (laughs) with Anthony. Uh, What
1: was your stance on, Julius Randle potentially ruining his career by skipping that
0: one summer league. I'm pretty sure you could find my replies in his <laughs> tweets about that.
1: Well, I just want to find the video from the gondola. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but yeah, I mean, Tht could see an increase. I mean, West Matthews is another guy that's seen kind of sporadic minutes. He could come in. Ultimately, the Lakers probably are going to have to go small a bit because they just don't have a ton of depth with bigs like Mark. It's really Mark Gasol and Trez. Uh, Well, in Keefe. But, um, I mean, Kuzma is kind of a smaller four. So if he plays, and just in general, you're going to be playing smaller. So there's a number of ways they could go with it. I mean, it'll also be kind of matchup dependent as well. I mean, they play Brooklyn on Thursday, I believe. Um, Yes. And Brooklyn last or on Saturday against the Warriors started Kevin Durant at center. Um, So.
0: And he may not play because he's dealing with, I believe, yeah. ankle injuries right now. I know he's, they already said he's going to miss the next two games at the very least. It was ankle or foot.
1: Yeah. So if he plays and if he starts at center, then that kind of. Well,
0: then the Lakers are going to lose. Yeah. I mean,
1: like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know that you can really keep Marcus Gasol out or there. Or the Lakers are going that. to start LeBron at center. You know, yeah. like,
0: yeah. I, I don't. mean,
1: that'd be, that'd be fun as hell. I'd, be, I'd sign up for it. But, um, I, it'll be kind of matchup dependent. I mean, Miami's played a little smaller this year as well. Um, it really doesn't depend what de, matter what matchup you put out there for Washington. But um, I mean, some of these games, it'll just depend on the matchup. That's kind of been the way the Lakers have operated all season is um, kind of game to game whenever the matchup Yeah, they don't calls like address
0: strategy necessarily, but they do adjust lineups a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they they're able to bring different guys out. So maybe that Brooklyn game, we see less of, I mean, we would certainly see less of Marc Gasol if Katie's starting at center, and we see more of THT and Kuzma. But I mean, the Utah game, you're almost certainly going to see Mark Gasol a whole lot whenever Rudy Gobert's out there. So um, it it depends on just, I guess, the matchup
0: really. And and I, uh, I, I think honestly, maybe that's the takeaway. It's just that it's going to be. I mean, this is obvious, but it's going to be a lot of guys asked to do a lot more. If Anthony, like, you don't just replace Anthony Davis, and I know I don't have to tell you or anybody listening to this that, but like, big if true. This is this is the thing to me, like, that were the two major points of the night. Is just number one, like, if this is a serious injury, and I know that all indicators right now are that it's not yet. Uh, And that, you know, they should probably be careful, knock on wood, like all that, that he's going to have an MRI, all these caveats. But like, if this is a serious injury or if he does have a serious injury at any point the season's not over, but it is fe- their championship contention is effectively over. And I know that that's not what everybody wants to hear right now. But just looking at this, like, the yes, there's a chance that they could get on a hot run. And you know, maybe go to, like nothing is ever over over. But for the most part, like on paper, their championship contention is over if Anthony Davis misses, you know, it, it cannot be himself by the playoffs. And Like, that's the thing that, to me, I think all this talk of, you know, you mentioned that the Lakers are a little small up front, uh, you know, without AD out there. And everybody keeps talking about, oh, they need to go get another big. They need to go get another big. And they need, like, this other center. And it's just like, for me, we're already talking about nobody can get the minutes that they need. Where is this guy going to play? And Mm -hmm. how much are they going to matter during the postseason? Like, do you really think that if they go and get like Dwayne Dedman, he's going to be playing meaningful (laughs) minutes and not just cheering from the bench like JaVale McGee was? Like, the point that I was making to someone else the other day was – unless you think that JaVale was instrumental in the Lakers paint defense in the playoffs by yelling at the bench from the bench and distracting players as they drove to the rim, like the Lakers are not going to miss not having that extra big because AD when healthy is the best center in the NBA and they need him to be healthy. And I think that is, the biggest takeaway moving forward from this is no matter what it takes, they need to make sure that he is good to go by the postseason. no matter how many games that means he misses and no matter what it takes in terms of load managing him, whatever, he's too important. He just signed a long-term deal. Like they need to take care of him and make sure that this is not like a Celtic situation where you're getting a guy to play on it to make things worse. Like they did with, you know, with uh, like potentially Kemba Walker now, but also with Isaiah Thomas, most notably.
1: Yeah. And that was the other point I forgot to mention earlier is that this is now a long-term investment for the Lakers. So any idea that they were forcing him to go back out there and play would go against their investment?
0: um i know that even if you just look at it yeah from a coldly asset perspective like they don't care about the person at all which is not true but even if they did not yeah that would be like that in and of itself would be stupid just uh, like on its own strictly in a vacuum even if they hated anthony davis like this would be dumb (laughs) to force him to go out there and play
1: yeah so just to further the point that there's no chance that uh he was forced out there um yeah i mean i I doubt that the Lakers need any other bigs um I mean ultimately when the playoffs came around when the bigger games mattered and whatnot, JaVale and Dwight were on the bench um i mean hell dwight was benched in the biggest game of the season benched is probably harsh, but i mean i mean they,
0: look, but it was played, it just wasn't when the game mattered
1: i mean he hit the he hit that three so um but uh but I mean, yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's the exact point here is that like when it matters, the Lakers need Anthony Davis healthy to play center because that is what won them. Like, I know that everybody looks at their height in the front court from last year and they're like, that's why the team was good in the paint and imposing and whatever. What made them imposing was that Anthony Davis was unguardable. And <laughs> like when nice. especially when you put him at center. And I'm not saying that Dwight and JaVale didn't play a role in getting the Lakers there, but when it mattered, it was A D. And this is the thing that without those guys there to kind of spell his minutes at center, that they have to be extra careful about when he comes back. That's why they're having Trez guard centers, even though he can't guard centers. You know, all of this is about making sure that they can do what they did last year. And that's why the overreaction to Marc Gasol doesn't defend the rim. Marc is not going to be out there defending the rim <laughs> when these games matter. You know, like I, I think ad just has to be healthy that's the bottom line and they need to be really careful and that's again i just i hate to keep repeating this point but that is the big takeaway from tonight
1: yeah 100 percent. they just need him healthy i really don't care how many games he sits honestly the 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 more the merrier um because i he has to be healthy for the lakers to have a shot at the title um I mean, they can like, drop to the
0: bottom half of the playoff bracket. It does not yeah. matter. I don't know that they even will if he misses a bunch of games because they're really good and they're yeah. really deep. But like they, they do not need home court advantage in any round of this postseason. It's not more important than AD's health.
1: 100%. Yes. And when the chips were on the table last year, it was AD at center and nobody could stop it. So that's what they need this year. Whatever injury he has, honestly, be as cautious as possible with it. Get him healthy, um, and then you can go on your run in the second half of the season and be ready for the playoffs.
0: Exactly. And, I, you know, I hope we get to see that version of AD at center again, because, like, good Lord, those bubble playoffs, like, that was some of the best basketball I've ever watched. And AD, like, I think that his slow start to the year has somehow, even though it was only two months of scared people's memories, of just how unstoppable and unguardable he was. And if the Lakers want that version back, they need to do everything they can to keep him healthy and keep him safe and be careful. So, you know, on that note, Jacob, I really appreciate you joining me tonight for a pod that went longer than I actually expected it to. But, you know, I'm glad that we just kind of let it rip and react to all this stuff. And, you know, I, again, you can find both of us on social media. You can find Jacob on Twitter at Jacob. It's just at Jacob rude right? Yep. Not, yeah, and
1: Not many people are, uh, have the last name rude, so it wasn't hard to come by.
0: Yeah, it's easy for you. And, the, and then I am at HM Fagan, and you can find all of our work, or well, you can find Jacob over at Lonzo Wire mostly, and you can find my work, uh, you know, podcasting, writing, and otherwise, at silverscreenroll.com Stay tuned to silverscreenroll.com for updates on Anthony Davis. I do not know that we will have a podcast for you tomorrow because it is a company holiday, but if we get major, major news about AD, somebody will probably jump on I, I again i cannot promise anything but we will do our best but if not check the site because i can promise you stuff will be going up there no matter what happens uh because i will make sure of it myself if i have to and <laughs> so with that we will sign off uh from the silver screen to roll podcast thank you for listening and for commiserating with us on what i'm sure is not a fun day for any lakers fan and uh hopefully this was able to help you get you through get you through this and we will talk to you all later